0: You're listening to the She Is Fierce podcast. I'm Kelly Youngs, the founder of She Is Fierce, a global women's network that elevates women's stories and gives you the tools and connections you need to live on purpose. We support female leaders and business owners who are ready to level up in business and life. We partner with, and provide speakers and development programs for companies that believe in the power of supporting women on the rise. On our podcast, you'll hear the inspiring stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who have overcome challenges and built purpose-filled lives. And you'll get a behind-the-scenes look at my mission-driven business and learn how to brand and grow your own. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is Kelly Young's founder of She is Fierce. I am back for the second to last episode of this special summer school series inspired by our sister company, Heirloom Leadership and Learning Co. I hope you've enjoyed these episodes as much as I have enjoyed putting them together for you. Since we started this series, we've explored what it means to follow your passion and purpose, how to start your own business or side gig, how to build a powerful personal brand and a business brand that connects with your ideal audience. And last week, we talked about how to avoid fear of failure and overcome challenges. There are so many questions that I get asked and the team and I have been keeping notes on them for a long time. So if it is of interest to you, I would love to keep including some pop-up how-to episodes for you in the future in between are interviews with impressively fierce women that are coming back in a couple of weeks. If that sounds good to you and you have a specific question you'd like me to answer or invite a guest speaker on to answer, please let me know by emailing me directly at kelly, K-E-L-L-Y at sheisfiercehq.com. Today, we're going to talk about something so many of us want to do well, and something that can be super intimidating if you haven't ever done it before, running live in-person events. So I guess you could say that with more than 7,000 past event attendees and more than 40 plus past events of all different sizes and kinds, this is something that I know inside and out. At She is Fierce, we are known for our live events, including our signature She is Fierce talks, our success summit, our business on the beach retreat for entrepreneurs and business leaders. And I don't know if you know this, but all of our publicly ticketed events have sold out since our very first event in 2015. Now, in addition to our more structured events, we also have more intimate cocktails and connections events that we host, but also connections guides for members who want to host their own connections events in their cities. I meet women all the time who want to try out an event for their business, maybe as a revenue generating opportunity, as a way to sell their higher ticket offers to their existing client base or sometimes just as a way to give back or to create connection with others in their clients or in their community. I also meet women business owners who tried out events for their business and lost money, sometimes a lot of money, or maybe they've struggled to get people to buy tickets or even sign up to attend a free event. So, You may be asking the question that so many of us ask, why do some businesses charge hundreds or even thousands of dollars for events and sell out while others work hard, put up money, build powerful content, and just can't get people to show up for free? I have seen this over and over again in so many different markets, in different business categories, including solopreneur businesses and large corporations with massive budgets who struggle to get their ideal audience excited about attending an event that they put on or even just sponsor. If this is something that you've been thinking about doing, I have some practical tips and tricks to help you create sold out, powerful, meaningful events of your own. So here's a quick breakdown of what we're gonna talk about. First, it's getting clear about why you're putting on an event in the first place, understanding how to decide exactly what kind of event you will host, the basic event management pieces that you need to make sure you get things right, and how to make an event truly special and memorable so your guests will come to the next one. So let's get started by talking about how to get clear about your why why are you putting on an event? The thing is, not everyone should be putting on events, and lots of people who could or should aren't. Or maybe you're just not getting the results that you want yet. Success at anything starts with understanding and clarifying your why. And with an event, the importance of your why is amplified by the fact that you will have practical challenges, real costs hard deadlines, and lots of other people to deal with. Am I making it sound glamorous yet? All right, so here are a few common reasons small business owners and even large companies put on events. Increasing your personal influence or your brand recognition, empowering or teaching others through meaningful content, creating community either within your client base or as a business or within any other network of people. Maybe a nonprofit donor base or a local community event for students. And of course, a big one, making money. At She is Fierce, our event started as a way to live out the mission of elevating women's stories. It absolutely started with this deeper meaning and intention to empower women. And that has always been at the core of what we do at our events. And I have fought to keep it at the heart of our events ever since we started. But I'll be honest here, in our first year, I finished our first sold-out event series of phenomenally fierce speakers, powerful energy in the room every night, dozens of life-changing stories have come out of that series of events, and every dollar that we earned I spent on all of the expenses, so I spent every dollar that came in, and I spent months of my life hustling every day to put on events with nothing to show at the end of all that work, but some amazing feelings and the realization that I was onto something. So that feeling was incredible, but I didn't have any money to contribute to my family after months of work and paying for childcare. So. Financially, it was a loss. And that was a powerful lesson for me as someone who started a business and an event series truly based on the desire to live out the mission of elevating women's stories. And honestly, with very little focus on how I could earn enough money to make that mission sustainable by paying myself for my work. Like many of you, I started a business as a mission driven woman. I had something meaningful, something that mattered to me that I wanted to do, and I went out and did it, but I didn't make time to think long-term, and honestly, I don't know if I knew that I was going to do it long-term. I just wanted to try something that mattered. But with the clarity of years of doing this, I want to give you some tools so that you don't make The same mistakes I do, and you can grow your mission and your intention more quickly with more ease, hopefully, making more money and doing everything with just a little bit more fun thrown in. So, I want you to answer some of these questions before you move forward. Are you going to put weeks or months of your life into planning this event? in order to? Build community? If so, what is that community truly about to you? And how will your events serve the community, both by creating connection, but also by creating opportunities for those in your community? Are you going to devote months of your life to empower and teach others? If so, make sure you know what your curriculum or your format will be and how exactly that content will uplift your attendees. You will want to build a schedule for the event that allows your attendees to think big, get practical, and create intentional outcomes for themselves to work towards. Are you gonna dedicate months of your life and put up some money to increase your personal influence or brand recognition? If you're putting on an event to increase your personal influence or to increase your business brand recognition, just be upfront about this. More established businesses don't struggle with this idea, but often mission-driven small business owners really don't want to admit to themselves that they're creating something that will be self-serving in some way. So I want to offer you your official permission to get over it you are going to put an incredible amount of work into putting on a powerful event. If you are hoping that it will attract attention to your business or increase your personal profile, acknowledge this upfront and build ways to do this intentionally inside of your event. That doesn't mean that you should be on stage bragging about yourself throughout the event, but it does mean that you can create opportunities for your audience to experience the value of your work consistently consistently throughout the event experience. And then final question, are you going to dedicate months of your life and put some money up in order to make money? Okay, I am finishing on this question because this is the one that most people struggle with, often just acknowledging that they even want to make money out of an event. And once they've been able to acknowledge it, building a revenue generating plan to make it happen can be a challenge. I'll go into this further later in the episode, but for now, acknowledge if this is a motivator and you need to make a certain amount of money to make all your hard work worthwhile, or if the event will be a client appreciation experience or a community gathering and you're comfortable spending money on expenses and dedicating your time and not directly profiting from the work. And honestly, sometimes that's a wonderful thing to do, but I'd much rather you go into an event knowing that than regretting your time and expense later because you didn't clarify your intentions. All right, so step two, I want you to decide what kind of event you will host. Once you know your why, you can clarify what kind of event you're going to host that will best serve the why that you outlined. So here are some common event models you can consider. Number one, simple, an intimate gathering in a home. This is great for fundraising, thank you receptions, community gatherings, or just general social events. Two, networking events, opportunities for social engagement between professionals that often take place in the early morning over breakfast or later in the evening over drinks. And sometimes lunchtime versions are thrown in by more traditional chamber or business organizations. Leading a networking event is a great way to raise your business or personal profile while also creating real connection within your community and serving others who are seeking connection. Speaker-led events, number three. These can take many forms. Speaker-led events are usually a little bit more formal and can be anything from one keynote speaker who attendees come for specifically to a lineup of speakers on a specific topic or theme. These are great if you are looking to empower or teach your audience. These also require a lot more coordination and work to support promotion, both for the event itself and for the speakers. So be aware of what you're taking on and choose your number of speakers accordingly. Number four, a multi-day luxury retreat, maybe a nature retreat or a yoga retreat. These are wonderful opportunities for business, health, lifestyle coaches, uh, business consultants to bring together their ideal clients. Could be your existing clients or your prospective clients in a structured event that allows you to set the tone for your attendees and create a deeper level of connection. It also requires a larger financial commitment upfront, which means more expensive ticket pricing. So you will want to make sure with an event like this that you work your numbers before you announce so that you feel comfortable and confident when you start selling tickets. And the last one I'm gonna to cover today is award ceremonies. These are a great way to celebrate successes and bring together members of your prospective client base to experience your business's culture and celebrate the successes that you have had, in addition to your award winners. You can choose your format and what your awards will be for, but make sure that they relate very specifically back to your company's core values and give you a chance to show off your company's value to the audience that you bring into the event while highlighting your award winners. All right, so you at this point should be thinking about the why of your event, the kind of event you want to hold, and then the next most important thing I want you to do before you really get into the details is identify the outcome you would like attendees to walk away with and the outcome that you want to walk away with. So knowing what your attendees should experience and the takeaways you want them to have when they leave should be the first thing you think about every time you add something to your event lineup. Your outcome can be simple. It could be learn a specific skill, for example, or it can be multifaceted. When we host our success summit, I want our attendees to leave feeling inspired by the stories they've heard on stage, feeling like they've been seen and valued in our community and made real connections, feeling like they're worthy of a luxury experience in a beautiful setting. And I also want them to walk away having made real practical steps toward their goals, Whether it's learning a new skill, making a new business connection, defining their vision and strategic plan, or all three. Now, that's a lot of outcomes to pack into a two-day event. And that's why I recommend you start with your why, decide what kind of event will best serve your audience, and then go straight to defining the outcome you want your attendees to leave with. This will honestly give you the answers to many of the more practical questions you will have along the way. And that leads me to my next section, the practical considerations you will want to make sure to review as you build out your event. There are lots of things you're going to cover, but I want to make sure to tell you about some of the things that are both simple and feel basic, but also are the core of making sure your event experience is meaningful, powerful, and honestly just runs smoothly. So first of all, where will you host the event? Make sure the venue aligns with your audience and your why. Is it easy enough to access? Is there parking? Does it have the feel that your ideal clients want to experience? No matter what kind of event you're hosting, This is a little trick. I want you to create time and physical space for intimate conversations. One of the lessons that I've learned from hosting so many events is that many people are hoping for the chance to get to know someone else, maybe that they brought with them or someone else that's attending, just get to know them better or to make a business connection while they're there. Help them. Help them do this by creating physical spaces that are removed from the main event space where attendees can gather in small groups of two or more and have private conversations. Here's a really basic one that will matter if it goes wrong. Make sure your Wi-Fi works and everyone can easily access it. Multiple exclamation points at the end of this statement. Even if you don't want them on Wi-Fi, you should still make sure it works and everyone can easily access it. Otherwise, your entire team will spend the event helping people get on Wi-Fi. If your event is about empowerment or learning, make sure you're giving your attendees enough physical space to spread out and work. Consider your schedule. Make sure you are building a schedule that actually works. If you have speakers, make sure they know their timelines. Make sure they know when they will be leaving the stage. Help them through that process so that everything stays on time. I cannot tell you how many comments I have gotten from happy people who attended our event who are just thrilled that the event runs on time. Now, I am not known for always showing up for everything on time or being the best at that in my personal life, but I tell you what, our events are going to run on time because it helps people to know what they're going to experience, you're giving them what you told them you're going to give them at a specific time, and it allows them to plan their day and sit in comfort knowing that whatever they're working on, whatever they're being inspired by, what if they're learning, or even something like being hungry and knowing that lunch is coming at a certain time, all of those things are clear and they're being delivered in the way that was promised. So make sure your schedule builds in the right amount of time for each of the items in your program and builds in a little bit of padding so people can chat with each other, whether it's in that intimate physical conversation space or just at their table or in the networking space. Just make sure you're giving them a chance to breathe and create connection. And with that in mind, I want you to think about how you will make people feel included. Consider how you will help everyone in the room get connected in as non-cheesy a way as possible. There are so many ways to do this and you should consider using one that suits the general vibe and spirit of your event. Now, let's talk about content. Even if you want to change lives at your event, you should still make sure the content is presented in an easily understandable way and that you keep the heart of the content tied in throughout. A real pet peeve of mine is when I go to an event and it says it's an event for women or it's an event for professionals, and it's very uh, nonspecific, and each session is completely unrelated to the one before, and it's kind of like you're on a choose-your-own-adventure day. Make life easy on your attendees. Help them stay tied to the core meaning of the event throughout the experience, This will make the outcome of the day more powerful for them. And the way to make sure that you have that tie in throughout the day is simply to go back to your why. Why are you doing this? What is the feeling you want them to have at the end of the event? What is the knowledge you want them to take away? Or what sense of community? What connections do you want them to have? Whatever that outcome is, that is the thing that should tie all of the different elements of your event together. And then finally, this is going to sound really obvious, but don't forget about food. I am not really a foodie. I do not have specific food requirements that matter to me for events that I attend, except like the basic things, maybe not a turkey sandwich on white bread and a bag of chips. But I have learned from many years of doing this now, how important food is, both as a way to create connection over a shared meal, but also in the perceived value of an event. Know your audience and their expectations. If you're calling your event a luxury event or you're charging a healthy price point, you should be serving food that aligns with those things. In fact, I would actually say you're better off not providing food at all and giving people time to go out to the restaurant of their choice than providing food that is subpar, as there are a lot of foodies out there. And if you don't serve food that meets the needs of the audience at the price point that you're charging, they will remember that. Now, In another episode of the podcast, I'm going to cover two other hot topics. One, how to get amazing guests, both as speakers and as attendees, and two, how to promote your event. Both of those things are common struggles, and I have so much to share from my own experiences that I decided to break it out into another episode for you. Now, At the end of your event, when it's over, make sure you build in time with your team or even just an honest friend or mentor who attended to review the event overall. Make a plan to keep what you loved and maybe improve on it and to revise what you didn't love for next time. And make time for yourself to celebrate all of your hard work, whatever that meaningful celebration looks like to you. It could be a relaxing bath, a day where you don't answer emails or a party you throw for yourself. Whatever that celebration should look like, make sure you make time for it. Now, I hope this episode has inspired you to take on hosting an event of your own, whether it's to grow your business or to create a greater sense of community with your clients or even honestly just to celebrate something with your friends. And I have some good news. Inside our She is Fierce membership, we have a brand new heirloom leadership course all about how to run an event, how to generate revenue from events, and how to sell out your events coming up in September. You can learn more about our membership at sheisfiercehq.com forward slash join. And you can check out all of the past workshops, heirloom courses recordings of past mentor sessions, and more that our members have exclusive access to. If you're a business owner who is ready to level up, you should also know that we will be opening the doors to our CEO Mastermind Circle in September. If you're looking for a program that helps you through live, virtual, interactive coaching alongside other female business owners and leaders, with both group connection and one-on-one time with me and with our She is Fierce leadership team, this might be a great fit for you. If you're interested, send me an email and I will send you directly more details on the program. My email is kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, at sheisfiercehq.com. I'll see you back here next week with the final official episode of our Heirloom Leadership-Inspired summer school series and our fierce women interviews are back the following week. See you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the she is fierce podcast. Join our community of fierce female leaders and women on the rise who are ready to level up, make more money, find more joy and make their mark in the world. Inside our She is Fierce membership, our high-level CEO mastermind circle for entrepreneurs, or at one of our sold-out live events. Choose how you want to get involved at SheisFierceHQ.com.